0: Welcome to Kidney Commute, brought to you by the National Kidney Foundation, driven by the interprofessional team with emphasis on the patient voice.
1: In each episode, we will incorporate the perspectives of the different members of the kidney team as well as the patient.
0: Join our huddle on all things kidney health and allow new perspectives to inspire collaboration in your practice.
1: Eligible listeners can earn credit along the way.
0: The Kidney Commute, a continuing education podcast planned by the team
1: for
2: the team. Welcome to The Kidney Commute, an interprofessional National Kidney Foundation podcast. I am Nupur Gupta, a nephrologist at Indiana University, and I am currently a site PI for a home hemodialysis study by Quanta. I will be your host, and today's discussion is on holidays and chronic kidney disease. Hi, my name is Dory Minch
0: and I am a social worker at Wake Forest Baptist Transplant Department. I have no relevant disclosures at this time.
3: Hi, my name is Beth Shanneman. I'm a dietitian at Northwest Kidney Centers in Seattle, and I have no relevant disclosures at this time.
1: Hi, my name is Kendria Dinsmore. I'm a patient advocate from Illinois. I spent 13 years on dialysis, and I'm two years post-transplant.
2: So we have our patient, Kandria. Kandria, what are your top challenges you face during the holiday season?
1: Hi, I would say most of the time my um, challenges or when traveling is getting prepared to travel. So making sure doctor's appointments are in line and medicine is in line and all my prescriptions have been filled. Since being post transplant, you have to make sure you have all your medications. So making sure I take them all with me, and making sure I um, plan to eat properly. So I have a proper diet, water intake, making sure I get the proper amount of water in while I'm traveling, and just scheduling. Scheduling is probably the most um, the the biggest issue.
2: Those are great insights, and some of our patients who have chronic kidney disease, kind. Can- are not transplanted face similar challenges additionally some of them also have other chronic diseases like diabetes and high blood pressure which involves more planning and dietary restriction we have our dietitian Beth. Beth, what are the dietary adjustments you suggest for sodium and blood sugars
3: Well, first of all, food for just about anyone is such a struggle around the holidays. Food's more than just fuel for our bodies. It's about love, it's about traditions, and it's attached to positive and negative memories that we have around the holidays. And it can be a real reason to overeat or to not follow the normal things that we might be watching in our diet. By no means do I want people to avoid spending time with family or friends or following those holiday traditions because they're afraid of eating. But it is that reminder, just exactly what Candria said, is it takes a little bit more planning just so that you feel more comfortable eating and staying healthy around the holidays. Tips and tricks for watching your diet, picking foods that are important to you. Um, if there's lots of foods at the holiday that are must have than just having moderate amounts of each of those, prioritizing what's most important to you so that you can have your lower sodium uh, options or that you're managing your carbohydrates throughout the day um, and making healthy choices that lead up to the meals that you're eating.
2: Great suggestions, Beth. How about some resources that you suggest to the patient or their care partners so that they can educate themselves more?
3: Absolutely. There are so many excellent websites out there with recipes. Everything from Northwest Kidney Centers, where I work, has great recipes. National Kidney Foundation, a lot of the dialysis providers have great recipes. There are also some things to think about when you're um, picking and choosing your foods. A lot of times we have Thanksgiving coming up next. Uh, Turkey tends to be the thing on the table. And think about things like, when you see the words basted and enhanced and enriched and brined, all of those words mean the same as saline or water added, which is an increased cost per pound for the turkey or chicken or poultry that you're buying. So it's more expensive in a world where groceries are really expensive right now. But in addition, if you can have a fresh turkey, or fresh poultry, then it doesn't have that water added uh, and that salt added that's going to make the holidays a little bit harder, um, make you thirstier, or make your blood pressure go up. Turkey is a great food. It's, uh, it's a good protein food um, and being mindful of where your protein goals are for, for the holidays as well. The other, the other big one to talk about is uh, when you're at holiday events. There's lots of foods on buffets. There's lots of charcuterie boards and things like that that are a sneaky way that um, carbs and sodium get into us. It's hard to know how much you're eating if you're grazing. So being mindful of your choices, get a plate, put what you're gonna eat on the plate, and then walk away and socialize with family and friends.
2: Great insights. I uh, also learned something about my diet habits. (laughs) Dori, what are the challenges as a social worker you see that patients face during the holiday season? So holidays can be
0: a really hard time for anybody with a chronic illness, um, especially somebody with a chronic illness that has dietary restrictions. Holidays can remind people of happier times when they didn't have to think about their health and when they didn't feel that everybody was looking at them and, and thinking about their health and thinking that they were sick or or being worried about, Um, trying, you know, as Beth was saying, trying to avoid eating those holiday foods, um, maybe not having time for shopping because you're feeling fatigued or or you have to fit in a nap before you can get up for that Black Friday shopping during Thanksgiving can be really overwhelming when you're thinking about um, trying to reframe the way that you used to be able to engage with your family. Some people may resent that they have this chronic illness on you know, during during the holiday season and having to deal with chronic kidney disease and may even have some knowledge about what it may look like if they ever have to go on dialysis or transplant and, and fear the future and, and the fear of the time burden related to those treatment options. We, we try to encourage people that the, the better that they can eat, the more rest that they can get, the better physiologically that they will feel, which will impact their emotional health in a, in a positive manner. Also financial constraints during the holidays. If, if people aren't feeling well and as they progress through their chronic kidney disease stages, some people aren't able to work up until they get on dialysis or, or have a transplant because they're not feeling well enough to do so. And so transitioning from a, a regular paycheck if they had it to a reduced paycheck or even a disability check can be really difficult during the holidays when they're wanting to purchase gifts or travel to visit families and just not financially have the time to do that. I've seen people withdraw from family functions or, or holiday parties with friends because they don't have the financial means to bring a dish to pass or a gift for a friend. And, and they can have those feelings of isolation and loneliness because they, they physically have removed themselves from the situation, when in all reality, I think that most people would just love to have the person there and healthy enough to enjoy the time with them. And that leads me to some feelings of loneliness and isolation during the holidays. A lot of people with kidney disease, it's an invisible disease for many people, especially if you're not on dialysis or having had a transplant and your family doesn't know that you have it. I've encountered a lot of patients that don't reveal the fact that they have kidney disease to their loved ones and family members. And so, you know, trying to make good food choices and make good fluid choices will not bring in attention to themselves can lead them to really feel isolated and alone in that. Or, you know, if they don't have the money to travel and they know their family has a big Thanksgiving or a big holiday party and, and they're not able to attend that, you know, those feelings of isolation can be really, really overpowering. I encourage all of my patients to speak their feelings and speak their fears. When we can put words to our emotions, we can take a lot of power away from those emotions. Eat well and, and eat and, and sleep well. Uh, maybe fill up before you get there so that you're not having to eat as much when you're there and you don't have to make excuses for it, you know, make some good uh, food choices at home. You know, looking at setting realistic goals for yourself, look at, you know, what you've eaten in the few days before the holidays. If you really want a piece of grandma's pumpkin pie, like, how can I fit that into my diet? Well, I need to keep, you know, these food items out of my diet for a couple of days before, or you know, make sure that my blood sugar control is in good range so that I can eat things like that better. It's, it's a bit about planning ahead and it's a bit about just, giving yourself permission to feel what you may feel during the holidays so that it doesn't you know become so overpowering to you
2: yeah we do as a physician we do have patients express those feelings and discuss with us that how lonely they are feeling and they're scared they may end up on dialysis they overdo so as dori you said we do have patients who feel the fear of isolation and some of them are even scared that they May end up on dialysis during the holiday season, so I think the suggestions you made that voicing the fears is probably the best strategy to help them with their uh, feelings. So switching gears, as Kandria mentioned, travel is a and planning for travel is an essential part of the holiday season. Tori, what? Would be your suggestions to the patient?
0: So, there's a couple of different ways that people travel, right? Usually, probably a plane or driving. We know food on the road, food in an airport may not be the best food choices during the holiday season, especially as you're engaging in a meal that's moderately unhealthy for anybody. So, packing snacks. Um, that you know that are healthy, that you don't feel like you have to have a quick bite as you're running through the airport, making sure that you're aware of your fluid restriction and even bringing an empty water bottle if you're flying so that you can keep track of how much fluid that you are drinking. Plan in advance, wherever you're going, identify a local pharmacy that's there in case you run out of a medicine or in case you leave a medicine at home. Your patients can actually have a prescription transferred from pharmacy to pharmacy without even having to contact the doctor's office. If the med is too early to refill and there's an insurance issue, they can use some of those pharmacy discount cards. um, GoodRx, SavingsRx, there's some really, really great ones out there that can bring down the cost and maybe they just need, you know, a week or two supply. So making sure that your patients have identified a pharmacy, that they're aware of any limited pharmacy hours, uh, make sure they're aware of a, a healthcare facility or a hospital. Um, if they can take a copy of a progress note or an H&P with them, if you see them right before the holidays, and a med list to take with them, so that in case something happens, they can say, you know, here's my medical history. A lot of medical history is available, you know, through Care Everywhere and, and different electronic health records. But if you can just hand it to somebody, it can, you know, move things along a little bit faster. Making sure that your patients know what your holiday hours are in your office so that they know, you know, if they're going to call after five or after, if they're going to plan to call the day before Thanksgiving and your office closes at 12 and they're calling at two, that they can have a reasonable expectation of of when somebody can get back to them. So really just kind of knowing where you're going, just planning for all the things that you might need. I find that if you plan for it, you won't need it. And everything just kind (laughs) of works out better in that way and just making sure that wherever you're going you know if you feel comfortable sharing what's going on with your health so that people can be a little more sensitive and, and a little bit more receptive to how you're looking and how you're feeling can just be really helpful to you know not make your patients feel guilty about feeling poorly and then having to tell a family member or a friend that they're visiting that they're feeling poorly you know in all this you know, I've, I've talked a lot about, especially in chronic kidney disease, there's often not a social worker, a dietitian, or a pharmacist in those nephrology offices for social workers to have these conversations, so I keep saying, you know, tell your patients this or tell your patients that. So, Newper, how is it that you communicate with your patients regarding dietary modifications and medication adjustments? Because it, you are probably the primary contact for this information.
2: Yeah, story. So yeah, it does become a little challenging. And I think what we have done is we start these conversation early, like maybe pre-Halloween, because people do start eating candies and they enjoy that. So we talk about the salt in the candies and then reading food labels. Secondary after that, like Thanksgiving food, all the recommendations you and Beth had, we try to print out flyers from National Kidney Foundation websites, dialysis organization have meal plans. Furthermore, if patients are very interested, there are a lot of group classes locally, We find for them, have them sign up. Then um, if they have other medical problems like diabetes, so the blood sugars can be high. So we educate them to talk to their endocrinologist or primary care, which can help them guide them further. We do tell them our office hours that this day the clinic will not be there. They have to call the on-call number and um, tell them symptoms that they need to go to the hospital for, like if they're really short of breath or their legs are swollen or their sugars are running more than 500. So some of these high alert things, we do educate them beforehand if they are traveling. Well, I guess that. I do have one final question for you. What would be your suggestions for them when they're going for a family dinner or a party?
3: Absolutely, I think the uh, the goal of the day is plan ahead, plan ahead, plan ahead. Uh, if you have shared with your family uh, your concerns about kidney disease, then letting them know what your diet goals are is very helpful but if you're afraid that you will not uh, be able to have the foods that you want to eat or that you will be a burden like dory said if you're asking for different foods that might take away from holiday tradition there are ways to modify uh to adjust recipes that are still great options for the holidays and then plan ahead if you are not willing to make adjustments. If grandma's recipe is grandma's recipe, then stick with that and choose lower salt options for breakfast. Have a bowl of oatmeal that's zero sodium so that you can have the saltier foods that are going to be important later on in the day. One serving is always going to be fine. It's the leftovers and the frequent foods that you may not have the rest of the year that can sometimes sneak up on you. Pumpkin pie is a uh, high potassium. If you're watching your potassium, a slice of pumpkin pie is gonna be fine, but it's that slice of pumpkin pie late at night when you feel hungry again, and then that, that pumpkin pie in the morning for breakfast, that can certainly be a challenge. So pick the foods that are gonna be important, make a plan, talk to your family ahead of time, Uh, Bring a dish, if you're able to, that you know you're going to be able to eat. That's especially important at holiday parties. Uh, Having something on the table that you feel safe eating. But the most important thing is don't be afraid to spend time with family and friends. And don't let food be a barrier to that. Planning ahead can absolutely make it possible.
2: Well, I think uh, that's uh, great that everybody, you can bring your dish. And everybody can share from that, too. So, Tandria, you listen and heard all of us say so many things and recommendations. What would be your recommendations or some pet peeves for people with kidney disease or a transplant?
1: Beth has said a whole lot of things that I I thought was perfect. You have to let your friends and family know what your issues are and tell them about your kidney disease so they'll be aware. I know sometimes that's kind of hard because we don't want to talk about it all the time, but they'll keep you on track. So if you let them know what your dietary restrictions are and what you have to do, they'll make sure if they see you sliding to help you out. I use my family and friends all the time when I travel. When I was on dialysis forever, they knew what my restrictions were were. They knew that my schedule would be a little bit off and everybody was okay with that. So I think it's important that we just remember that um, CKD is not our life and that we're in control of it and that we can do whatever anybody else does. We just have to do it a little bit different, but we can enjoy our friends and family and have a good time and not worry so much. So sometimes we just need to take the stress off a little bit. And like Beth said, don't have multiple don't have extra helpings, just have the one helping. So you don't have to have all the leftovers and all of those things. Just have what you, what you're supposed to and make sure you're not eating a whole lot of processed foods. And I think everything will be okay.
2: Agree. So any final thoughts or takeaways for our listeners you all would like to add?
0: So I I think all of this information is really great. And it's hard in the pre-dialysis stage with uh, kidney disease because your patients aren't going to have that support network. Um, But I would also encourage any provider that is working with a CKD patient um, who is facing dialysis to encourage them to have these preemptive conversations about transplant and, you know, and maybe, and the holidays may be a great time to do that. People are very generous and they hear these wonderful heartfelt stories about their loved one who may need some support and may need some love. And this may be a great opportunity for your patients to share that with their their family members and their family members may be led to talk more about it and tell other people about it and just sort of get it going in their head that, you know, hey, my aunt, needs a transplant and, or may need a transplant. And, and how do I feel about being a living donor for her? They can give your patient, is keeping them off of dialysis. And so I would encourage, you know, as providers, as much as the patient's comfortable sharing their story and, and sharing the fact that they may need a transplant to share that story in order to, you know, have their loved ones help them.
3: My best advice is, Absolutely. Spend time over the holidays with family and friends and don't let food be a barrier. Let it be a support. Let it be a tradition. Let it be a way that you show them that you love them.
2: It is wonderful and heartwarming to hear all the recommendations just as the holiday season approaches. Thank you to our panel members for their contribution to this important discussion. And to all our listeners, thank you for joining us on this ride of the kidney commute. Remember, eligible audiences can earn CE credits for listening to this episode by clicking the link in the episode description. If you have any comments or suggestions for future episodes, please email the team at nkfpodcast at kidney.org. Stay tuned for future huddles and in the meantime, continue to let new perspectives inspire your practice.